the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I would agree with you. I would agree with you. So I'll work on the fantastically part. Okay, so are we ready? So, uh, it doesn't matter. If you're rolling, I'll just start. Okay. Shalom. Last week we began the topic of revival, and today we'll continue that discussion, but add Memorial Day to it. How, you might ask? Doesn't sound like they go together, does it? Well, stay with me, and I'll answer that question, but let's pray first. Avinu Malkenu, our Father, our King, oh Lord, I pray that you would revive us according to your word. Lord, that your spirit would just be upon us and we would be anointed for every good work and all the things that we do would glorify you. Lord, you are our God and there is none other. Lord, we pray that every moment, every day would be dedicated to you and the glory of your kingdom. So, Father, may this program be that. May it bring you glory. May it uh, bring insight to people. Let them uh, desire to get closer to you and, and seek for revival because of, of this teaching. So we ask, Lord, for your anointing and your blessing, and we praise you in the name of Yeshua. Amen and amen. So as you know, if you've been following... We are counting the days leading up to Shavuot, uh, which is Pentecost, as we count the Omer. And so we have 50 days of counting the Omer. Uh, you can go to our website, shereshdavid.org, and see all 50 days of devotionals, uh, and you can download it. But in the meantime, you can just listen to me, and I will uh, recite Today's um, Counting the Omer, which actually will be the last one because Friday is Shavuot. Okay. Baruch Atah Adonai Eloheinu Melech HaLama Shekidishanu B'mitzvotav V'sivanu Al Sifarat HaOmer. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the Universe, who has set us apart by your commandments and has commanded us to count the Omer. Today is the third day of the seventh week, and day 45, I have counted the Omer. So the scripture for, for today comes from John 4, 23 and 24. It says, For an hour is coming, it is here now, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people as his worshipers. God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship in spirit 
and in truth. Well, the thought actually uh, comes from some scriptures. <laughs> uh, Psalm 95, 6, come let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before Adonai, our maker. And Psalm 29, 2, ascribe to Adonai the glory of his name. Bow down to Adonai in the beauty of holiness. Well, in the Hebrew, bless and bow and worship are all connected to each other. God is telling us that worship is, well, he's telling us what it should consist of. And part of worship is to show great respect and reverence in our heart to the Lord. And so we have, as I said, these words along with worship as to bless and to bow. And now our challenge for the day is when you worship the Lord, is your heart and mind bowing in reverence to him? Do you humble yourself before God, surrender every part of your life to his control, and do you adore him for who he is, not just what he's done? Do you make worship a lifestyle rather than an activity? If you answer all of these questions with a resounding yes, you are in revival. <laughs> and that's what we're going to uh, talk about today. Let's review seven characteristics of revival from last week. Number one, we are transformed from lethargy to excitement about God. Two, we continuously share our faith. Three, many come to know Yeshua as their Messiah. Four, there is greater unity in the body of believers. Five, the spiritual gifts seem to appear in greater intensity and frequency. Six, we have a greater ability to overcome sin. And seven, our culture and our society is influenced by us. Wouldn't it be great to be in a revival and see our culture and our society influenced by us? I, I, I would hope that I'm hearing many hearty amens out there in Radio Land. Well, for me personally, revival is when my life becomes all about God, and my relationship with Him is about my uh, continuous expe expectation that he's pouring out his spirit on me and that my focus is continually on him. You know, revival has to be about my excitement about God. I, I push the world away so that I can have more time with him. I have great joy in all his attributes. I'm motivated to be with him more, to receive more from him, to acknowledge him more. And as a result, I believe he trenches me with his spirit. So the most important thing about revival is God and my time with him. Uh, picture it this way. When I was young, before I was married, <laughs> many years ago, right? <laughs> when I went on a date, my heart was pounding as I anticipated our relationship. Every move we made, every gesture caused great anticipation. I was consumed by my date, and very little could distract me from the time we were spending together. 
Would that be a description of my time and relationship with the Lord today? Mm, no, I don't think so. I want God to be first in my life in the true sense of the word. I want to be so excited about our relationship that I won't be distracted by the world or tempted by worldly things. You know, it says in Revelation 2-4, but this I have against you, that you have forsaken your first love. Remember then from when, where you have fallen, repent, and do the deeds you did at first. If not, I will come to you and remove your menorah from its place, unless you repent. I'm kind of wondering, does this mean I need to treat God like I did my first dates, right? <laughs> okay, well, I need to be transformed by God's Spirit. Um, you as well? Yeah. You know, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob were transformed. Moses and King David were transformed. Peter and the disciples were definitely transformed. And even Yeshua was transformed when he was immersed and the power of God's Spirit came upon him. Yeshua's transformation was so great. He willingly died for us, resulting in us receiving eternal life, right, and atonement for our sins. So we memorialize those who have died for us, right? Those who have made the ultimate sacrifice. Our military people have died for us so that we can live in freedom in the United States. When things are going well, you know, sometimes we often forget that we made that what made it possible we we forget sacrifice and and the people who sacrificed we minimize it not being continuously conscious of it well people can call themselves believers and are not conscious of the lord moment by moment day by day and people can call themselves americans and not be conscious of the many who died for us that we can be free. Revival is the strong remembrance of the importance of God and what he did for us, causing us to worship and obey him with great zeal. He rewards us with the power of his spirit working in our lives. Matthew 6.33 says this, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. It requires us to be grateful. Grateful for who God is and what he's done for us. Grateful for the people who died for us so we can live. I believe gratefulness leads to revival. Now, I understand that God revives us, but I think gratefulness is the appreciation for someone or something they have done as we can express our gratefulness. There's a greater humility in us and a greater appreciation in others. And in this case, revival requires us to be grateful to God. There are two aspects of this gratefulness. We have to acknowledge that everything stems from God, and we have to acknowledge that our 
inabilities, you know, without God. We're, we're just unable to do things without God. But you know what? <laughs> you and I, we've been trained to be so independent. We teach independence. We desire independence. We live independently. Now, God is asking us to depend on him. Revival is depending on God. Revival is being transparent enough to show gratitude for all he has done for us. I believe there's a great power in gratitude. It is the power that sees good and focuses on goodness. Gratitude shows our appreciation and frames our actions in a positive light. And, you know, gratitude is the paying attention to what we feel grateful for, and that puts us in a positive frame of mind. There's no downside, I don't believe, to gratitude. It should be a goal for all of us. Praising God comes out of our gratitude. Memorializing our military men who have died for us in action comes out of our gratitude. Gratitude leads us to be excited about what we have received. It, it gives us an intensity, right? And revival is that real excitement about God because we are truly grateful. Isaiah 12 forces this. In that day you will say, give thanks to Adonai, proclaim his name, declare his works to the people so that they remember his exalted name. And First Thessalonians 5.18 says, In everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Messiah Yeshua. So revival is about transformation, as I said in the beginning. And we are transformed from lethargy to excitement about God. And we can certainly attribute a transformative revival to God, after all, it's all about him. However, we can do some things as well to bring a revival mode into our hearts and our minds and our spirits. And I believe there is uh, a gift of, of being grateful and, or thankful. And that gift is within us. And that gift, when, when actualized, becomes a revival spirit. Now, as I googled the difference between grateful and thankful, I got the, the following thought. Grateful carries meaning and weight, whereas thankful is so common that you use it without any sense of gratitude. <laughs> Being thankful expresses your sense of appreciation, whereas grateful expresses your sense of deep gratitude. Now, I think there's something to be said about what they said, that, that words lose their power sometimes, um, because, and, and even their influence on our lives, because of how often they're used, and they're used in any situation, and, and they're used so freely. However, I feel the word grateful still has that desired effect 
to mean what I'm trying to express. Uh, Memorial Day is about being grateful for those who died so that we can be free. Revival is all about being grateful to Yeshua, who died so that we can live in every sense of the word. And being revived is the intensity of our gratefulness. I like that. I mean, I wrote it, but I I still like it. (laughs) Revived is the intensity of our gratefulness. Are you grateful today? I'm just asking, are you grateful? Our abilities to show gratefulness inspires others to feel grateful too. Here's how it works. If I come into the office and say, what a beautiful day it is, and I'm so grateful to God for this amazing day, it is more likely that I will get an amen or someone else will explain why they are blessed by the day God has given them. All of a sudden, the office atmosphere is hopeful and filled with joy, right? Or I can come in like Debbie Downer. Whoever made that expression, Debbie Downer. Any rate, and I can come in and say, boy, the politics in this country is really getting me down. Now, you might say, well, that's true, but that's not the issue. The issue is I'm sure I'll get agreement there, too, and there'll be little chance of being revived in the office. There is power in being grateful. So I'm asking you to focus yourself today on God's word to help you become grateful and lead you into a revival spirit. Does that make sense? Look, if we are not willing to be grateful, it will be hard for God to use us in a revival. So let's see what we can do here. Focus yourself today on God's word to help you become more grateful and lead you in that revival that we're talking about. So Psalm 118 is what I would think of. It says in verse 1, Praise Adonai, for he is good, for his loving kindness endures forever. Oh, let Israel say, for his loving kindness endures forever. Oh, let the house of Aaron say, for his loving kindness endures forever. Oh, let those who fear Adonai say, for his loving kindness endures forever. Are you grateful today that God's loving kindness endures forever? Does that put a smile on your face? I pray it does. And I pray that you will understand that this is the beginning of the revival spirit. So often, especially guys, we we are so stoic. And we have to learn to get excited about something other than competition, you know, like sports. Oh, we don't have any problem getting excited there, do we? (laughs) No, we don't. Another scripture that is, you all know, and it's a simple scripture, 1 Thessalonians 5, 
verse starting with 16, Rejoice always, pray constantly, in everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you and Messiah Yeshua. So if God says that this is his will for us, okay, then I think that it probably would be uh, something that would come before revival, that we do God's will. Amen? Let me give you one other scripture. Hebrews twelve twenty-eight. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us show gratitude. Through this we may offer worship in a manner pleasing to God with reverence and awe. I love that because, you see, God is defining for us what worshiping him is all about. We're showing gratitude, and we're doing it with reverence and with awe, and this pleases God. Now, I would just think that that is a, a tremendous scripture to, to pray to uh, focus on, meditate on, because this is the heart of God. I really believe that. So am I grateful for these scriptures, and am I grateful for God? But God also challenges me with scriptures, and um, I think that leads me to revival too. Titus 2, 11 and 12 is an example of that. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all men, training us to deny ungodliness and worldly desires and to live in a manner that is self-controlled and righteous and godly in this present age. And I'm thinking that what God is saying to me is if you want to be revived, then you have to be part of bringing God's plan to, uh, of salvation to everyone and that you would deny ungodliness and worldly desires, and that I would have self-control, and I would be righteous and godly in this present age. And then God is just going to pour his spirit out on me. Do I see um, scriptures as a chore, or am I grateful that God is showing me a greater way? I mean, just the whole... 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8 scripture is such a challenge. But if we want to be revived, then we have to listen and observe and follow God's words. I mean, it says love is patient. And usually I don't have to go much further than that, <laughs> because patience is definitely a difficult thing for me. But love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not brag. It's not puffed up. It does not behave inappropriately. It does not seek its own way. It is not provoked. It keeps no record of wrong. It doesn't rejoice over injustice, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things. It endures all things. Love never fails. Oh, my goodness. Revival uh, boils down to the basics. It always comes back to those three commandments of God, which is love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love all the people, your neighbors, everybody, and share God's love with others. Look, um, we want to be revived, 
And uh, these are, uh, I'm hoping that you are doing uh, some prayer and fasting with me. As you know, uh, we're doing this at Sharish David. Um, we'll continue talking about this next week. Let me just mention a couple things that uh, we, if, if you can help us financially, that would be a tremendous blessing. Um, let me also say that Sharesh David is open in Tampa and in Wesley Chapel, and we'd love for you to join us. And I'd ask that uh, we close with a word of prayer. Avinu Malkenu, our Father, our King, we praise you and worship you and thank you so much for all that you have done for us. Lord, we pray that we would become revived. We pray that we would have a spirit of gratefulness. We pray, O oh Lord, that you would pour out your spirit on us and that this time of prayer and fasting before Shavuot would be a time where we would be drawn into your revival, Lord. So we bless you. We thank you. We praise you and honor you and give you all the glory in the name of Yeshua. Amen. And may the Lord be your first priority and may you grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Amen. Okie dokie. So uh, this would be Revival Part 2. And I guess next week is Revival Part 3. All righty. Well, thank you very much and have a blessed week. Okay, take care now. Bye-bye.